Harry. And so now Liz is going to come and bring us God's word. But first, let's pray for her. Lord God, we give thanks for Liz. And we give thanks for who you have called her to be. And we give thanks that your spirit rests upon her. And we pray now that you would open our ears to hear the things that you want us to hear. And open our lips as well. In the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. Oh, sunshine. I must apologise, I've got the lurgy. It's not, it's not the lurgy, it's just a lurgy. Um, so I do, I do apologise, but we're going to do our best. You'd think it would make me talk less, um, but as the week has gone on, no, it's just, <laughs> I've just tried to talk a bit louder. Um, well, uh, it, th- there are many things in this world that I am not very good at, um, and gardening is one of them. Um, if, you, uh, if you give me a plant, um, I will probably very kindly say to you, thank you, that's so kind, but I'm going to give it away to somebody <laughs> who will look after it, um, because if I keep it for more than a week, it's probably going to be dead. Okay? Um, I, somebody once told me you can't kill a cactus. Not true. <laughs> Not true. I managed it. Um, but... But Jesus, in tonight's passage, decides to go all green-fingered on us. Um, And uh, I tend to believe that if Jesus said it, he didn't do it by accident. And uh, so whether I like it or not, we're talking all things gardening tonight. Because Jesus starts to talk about vines and branches. And it leaves me with a lot of questions. But my first question, I guess, is... Why is Jesus talking about vines and uh, branches? We need a little context for this. So in the, in the grander scheme of things, uh, uh, at this point in time, Jesus has, uh, we're a little bit forward in the Palm Sunday, but Jesus has already had his final meal with his friends. He sent Judas out to do the things that Judas needs to do, so he's off out betraying Jesus over here somewhere. And um, just at the very end of chapter 16, just before, no, 15, just before Harry started uh, reading tonight, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, come, let us go. And so they all get up. This is maybe a little bit of my interpretation, but they all get up, Julie. And off they go out, and they go out of the city, and they start traveling towards the Mount of Olives, and Jesus is making his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, again, this is not an inconceivable truth, but this is my interpretation of what happened, okay? Um, And so as they're wandering along, uh, talking about the things that they talk, and this kind of next couple of chapters really documents um, the last conversations that Jesus has with his disciples before he's arrested. Um, So kind of these are these real truths that Jesus wants to impart to them uh, before he doesn't have a chance anymore. And so as they're kind of wandering along, it's not inconceivable to think that they would have come across um, grapevines. There's a posh name for that, which escapes me. 
it doesn't matter. But they would have come across them. Grapes um, were common all throughout uh, the Mediterranean. This was agricultural land. Um, but it was a cultural symbol as well. So in talking about uh, vines and branches. Jesus is doing what Jesus does. He's a master teacher and he's just kind of looking at what's in front of them all and using that to talk to the disciples um, about it. He's using things that they understand. But but there's a bigger thing going on here as well because Jesus isn't just teaching them using the stuff that they understand. Jesus is telling them once again, if they'll listen, who he is. You see, in the Old Testament, Israel is often referred to as God's vine, as God's people. And here we have Jesus saying to the disciples, I am the true vine. It doesn't say, I'm the vine or I'm a vine. He says, I'm the true vine. What he's essentially saying to them is, I'm the true Israel. He says, you know, the thing about Israel is they were God's chosen people, but they were a little bit like you and me. They weren't so good all the time. They did a bit of the messing up and a bit of the sinning. And they didn't bear the fruit that God wanted them to bear. And so here Jesus is saying to them, I am the true vine. I am God's chosen one. I'm the Israel that that bears the fruit that God always intended. I am the one who abides in the Father, the one and the only true one who abides in him and obeys his command and bears the kind of fruit that God wants them to bear. But what does it mean to really abide in Christ? Sorry. (coughs) Sorry. To abide literally means to be connected to or to remain with. Um, I think the dictionary probably says also to not depart from, but that doesn't work quite as well. So we're going to stick with connected and remains with, okay? It's about remaining with Jesus. And that must have been quite quite interesting for the disciples. But if we just kind of scoot back to the vine and branches just for a second, Jesus essentially says to them, um, I'm the vine, you are the branches. So if you think about it, branches are connected to the vine and the vine is then, I was going to say connected to the ground, but it grows in the ground, doesn't it? You see, I told you not a gardener. Um, And from the ground, it gets all the nutrients and the food and everything that it needs. It sucks it up. That's a technical term. It sucks it up and then it feeds out to the branches, which then in turn bear fruit. Yeah? Yeah, so as long as we're connected to the branches, we're all right. And Jesus essentially says, if you as the branches stay connected to me, I will possibly not suck it up from the ground, but I will give you everything that you need. I will feed you all your spiritual nutrients, if you will. He said, I will feed you all of those 
so that in time you can bear fruit. And this must have sounded bonkers to the disciples. Because in one breath, Jesus is saying to them, I'm not going to be with you much longer. And then in the next breath, he's going, whatever you do, don't depart from me, stay with me. And so the disciples must have been sitting there going, I don't get it. How can we abide with, with, with Jesus if he's not going to be with us any longer? But of course, Jesus gives them the answer to this. Because Jesus says, he says here, uh, he says in uh, verse 3, he says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Then a bit later on, he says, if you remain in me and my words, he says, you stay connected to me by my word. If we think about the beginning of John's gospel, what does it say? It says, oh, this is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? Here we go. In the beginning, the word was God and the word, no, yeah, and the word was God. You know what I'm trying to say before I embarrass myself anymore, um, and in chapter 15, just before, just before we've, um, the reading that we just had, Jesus is explaining to the disciples that the Holy Spirit is going to come and be with them. And he says to them, he says, the Spirit will remind you of the words that I've said to you. How do we abide in Christ? How do we stay connected with him? Through his word. That's how. The word revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, if you want to stay connected to me, if you want to bear fruit, then you've got to dig into scripture. You've got to study it and you've got to know what it says and you've got to know what I'm about. And if you do that, then you'll stay connected to me. Oh, sorry. And, and that's when you'll grow. And that's how I'll feed you. And that's how you'll bear fruit. But what does it mean? What does it mean to bear fruit? What kind of fruit is it that God's talking about? I I fear I'm about to embarrass myself again. However, we're going to go there anyway. When we think about fruit in a biblical context... We always flip to Galatians 5, don't we, in the fruits of the Spirit. Come on, people. Love, joy, patience, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Huh? Goodness, thank you. See, goodness, goodness is always the one I forget. But the fruits of the Spirit, all good and wonderful things. Oh, I still feel like I missed one. Gentleness, I don't know faithfulness. That's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Um, But all good and wonderful things, outward signs in our life at God, of God, at work in us. Fruits which our lives bear out and play out if we're connected to God. But Jesus goes one step further than that. Jesus says, if you want to remain in my love, then you have to obey my commands. 
And he goes a little bit further again and he says, he talks about, you know, um, uh, obey my commands. And that is to love one another. If we want to bear fruit, then we have to love one another. Now, in the interests of full disclosure, I don't always find loving people all that easy. There are people in this room tonight who I love more than anyone else in the world. And sometimes, sometimes, even they are quite hard to love. And that is, that is before we get on to loving the people that I don't really like very much. Loving people is often more difficult than it is said. Easier said than done if you will. And this is where abiding in Christ comes into it. This is where um, staying connected to the vine comes in. Because if we truly want to bear fruit, if we truly want to love other people in the way that God commands us to, then we've got to love, not with our own love, We've got to love with God's love. We've got to love with his love and his strength. We've got to do stuff with his compassion. We've got to look at other people and we've got to see them with his eyes and with his heart. Because that's how we truly love one another. That's how we truly bear that fruit that Jesus is, that Jesus is talking about. And he says, you stay connected to me. And you bear fruit by following my commands and loving one another. He's not talking about us loving them like we do. He says, love others like I love you. That's how we bear fruit. And it all sounds pretty good, doesn't it? All this connectedness with Jesus. All this loving one another. Brace yourselves. Because it's all about to get a little bit uncomfortable. Because as we read on, Jesus starts talking about uh, branches that don't bear fruit. And it seems pretty clear, doesn't it? Jesus says, uh, branches that don't bear fruit get swept up and chucked into the fire. What does that mean for me then? What if I don't bear fruit? Does it mean that Jesus is going to cast me aside and chuck me into the fiery pits of hell? Because kind of that's what it sounds like. But, and you'll, you'll be pleased to know I'm going to take the cop out that we don't have time to get into this tonight. And I, but... But I do not want uh, to uh, deny the existence of hell at all. However, I believe that hell is somewhere that is uh, reserved for people who do not accept Jesus. Okay? But Jesus is not talking to people who don't know who he is. Jesus is talking to the disciples. Jesus is talking to people who love him and who know who he is. And so I don't think things are quite so terrifying 
are quite so unnerving as perhaps a first reading might suggest. But yet Jesus still says these things. And so this non-gardener went out and did a little bit of research, you'll be pleased to know. So uh, in the Greek, uh, where we use the word Sorry, where we use the word to be cut off. It can also be uh, translated as to be lifted up. Odd. Those things don't sound the same, doesn't it? But here's where my little bit of research comes in. If you are a grower of vines, ready? A vinter, if you will. That's the word I learned this week. If you are a vinter and you grow vines, you will know that young uh, vines or maybe even poorly vines they don't grow up they grow down and they trail along the floor where they get covered in dust and leaves and dirt and that kind of jazz and once they're there they don't and cannot bear fruit but if you are a grower of vines you do not cut off these vines at the bottom Because anything that has the potential to bear fruit is incredibly valuable. So you cannot just cut it off and throw it away. Instead, what the vine growers do is they come along and they gently lift up those vines. And they wash them off and they clean them and they very gently tie them up. And they support them until they begin to grow again and thrive and in time bear fruit. Isn't that wonderful? When we look at it like that, doesn't it just kind of change things a little bit? Because it reminds us that actually there is none of us who are beyond the love of God. You know, if you're sitting there tonight and you're thinking well I don't bear much fruit or you're thinking actually I am at such a point where I couldn't possibly bear any fruit at all let's not talk about much fruit let's say any fruit if that's you then actually here Jesus is saying I'm not going to cut you off because Jesus knows your potential. He loves you and he knows you more than anybody else. Actually, what he's asking you is, is, will you just let me gently pick you up and wash you off and gently tie you up and let me support you and hold you until you're in a position that once again you're going to thrive and bear fruit. And maybe tonight we're sitting here and we're going, well, I'm all right. I'm bearing fruit. I'm not one of those branches that are on the floor. I'm doing okay. Might not be the best fruit in the world, but, you know, I'm bearing some fruit. Well, Jesus has got news for us too. Because he's coming after us with the pruning shears. (laughs) Again. Thank you. You may not be surprised to know that uh, I don't spend an awful lot of time in our garden. 
Well, that's not true. Um, I don't spend an awful lot of time tending to our garden. And so uh, mowing the grass is not something that I do. But I did learn this week that if you leave grass to grow, um, it, it will do its own thing. It will grow. And for a little while, it will, it will grow quite nicely and quite tall. But then after a while, um, it all starts to thin out. A little bit because only the tallest blades really survive and so the best thing to do is to regularly cut the grass so that and I don't know the science of all this but basically when you cut it it kind of like invigorates the roots a little bit and um, you know it grows better and thicker and greener and it's all great as long as you cut it regularly. And it's no different with our spiritual lives. Kind of every now and again, God essentially prunes us so that we can grow or produce better fruit. It might be that sometimes we have to cut off or to to lay down something that we've been doing in order to allow God to grow us into a, different, uh, into a different direction, to allow us to bear a different type of fruit. And sometimes that might be that, I don't know, now we've been doing stuff for a, for a long time, you might have been doing something that we really um, enjoy, or maybe it's just not kind of bearing the kind of fruit that it used to, or maybe it is, but you don't get the the enjoyment from it anymore. Actually, maybe God is saying, it's time to lay that down. It's time for me to take you in a different direction, to grow you spiritually in a different way. And sometimes that can be really hard. Sometimes God calls us to lay down things that we love doing. But he does it with a bigger reason. Because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows our potential. And so when he says, will you lay that down and will you do something else? It's because he knows how much he wants to grow us. And he knows the fruit that he wants to bear within us. And you know, more often than not, when we let God do his thing, we bear not just better fruit, but we, we, we bear fruit that we couldn't have even imagined that we could have borne if we stay connected to him and have our, our everything that we need to, to sustain us and to feed us comes from him. And so I've been talking for what feels like a really long time now, so I'm going to shut up. And uh, if it's all right with you, we're going to pray. Let's pray. just as these guys come up. Maybe just take a couple of moments to come before God.
as as Christians, it's our it's our heart's desire to want to abide in Christ, to be connected to Him, and to remain connected to Him. so that we might have the strength to to obey his commands to love others as he loves them and to bear his fruit so that we might be a witness to him for others and so perhaps let's just Start our time by coming before God and reaffirming to him our desire to be connected to him. Our desire to bear his fruit.